0: Welcome to the Holistic Icon Podcast, hosted by Dr. Nisha Chelem, a board-certified internist and holistic medicine specialist who understands the science of disease and the art of healing. Every week, Dr. Nisha gives you tips on how to take control of your health, because you are your best doctor. Here's your host and author of Transform Your Thyroid, Dr. Nisha Chelem. Hi guys, Dr. Chellum. I don't know if anyone is already on, but we are starting our podcast. It's Wednesday afternoon. And today's topic, what is the testing that you need when you um, feel or you suspect there is a thyroid dysfunction? Most people are confused about why is that my thyroid tests are normal, but I know and I feel like when I talk about thyroid symptoms or somebody tells me these are the thyroid symptoms, I feel that I have them. How come my test results don't show them? And that's what we'll talk about today is what is the testing that you actually need? What is actually being done? So as a general rule, thyroid tests are not ordered unless there's a specific complaint. A lot of times when you have a change in mental status, if you're older, like a dementia or what we call delirium, dementia means slow loss of memory. Delirium is an acute change in your Uh, mental status, usually seen when people are admitted to the hospital. In those instances, they do check the thyroid to make sure it's not one of the reasons why people are losing their memory. Other circumstances under which thyroid is tested is when you have uh, what we call um, uh, difficulty conceiving. So if there's infertility involved, then there is a test of the thyroid that's run. Otherwise, um, people who are gaining weight tend to have their thyroid tested, but usually the only test that's done is the TSH, which is the thyroid stimulating hormone. And here's what I really want people to understand. A lot of times the thyroid stimulating hormone does not, first of all, the thyroid stimulating hormone does not come from the thyroid. And a lot of times it does not pick up an underlying problem with the thyroid. And I've said this in my previous podcast, when when your blood tests are abnormal, sometimes your symptoms come before your blood tests become abnormal. So you may need to follow through with the test, but there's no point in doing the same test over and over again. So let me give you an example of the traditional test that uh, a conventional medical doctor who's trained in conventional medicine will do. Most of the tests I'm going to talk about today can be done by any doctor, but here's what you need to understand. Doing the test is one part of it. Just because you have the authority to write a test does not mean you know how to put it together and tell the patient's story. So people come to us and say, you know, are these tests that my doctor can run? Yes, absolutely, they can run, but they are not going to be able to interpret it like somebody who's trained in functional medicine, somebody who's trained in the extensive um, lab work of the thyroid. Now, I want to put in a note about endocrinologists here. Most endocrinologists do understand the extent, uh, the uh, more elaborate thyroid function tests, but studies have not been proven beyond doubt that the other tests that we do or we recommend for thyroid disorders actually uh, impact your treatment. And this is where I think most people run into a problem with their doctors is like they know that they have a thyroid disorder, their tests are coming back uh, normal, and then their uh, endocrinologist is not willing to look at any of the other abnormalities in the thyroid. Though I should say in the last few couple of uh, years, I have seen some kind of an improvement in reading thyroid tests. So let's talk about TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone. It comes from the pituitary and like the word says, thyroid stimulating hormone, it stimulates the thyroid to produce the thyroid hormones. Why does it get produced and when does it get produced? When the blood levels of the thyroid hormone are low, the thyroid stimulating hormone gets produced and it stimulates the thyroid to produce the two main hormones, the T3 and T4. And those of you, I know it sounds like a shameless plug, but we I do have my book out on Kindle, Transform Your Thyroid. If you actually get that book and follow the podcast with the book, it's going to be very easy for you to follow through. But when the T4 and T3, the thyroid hormones go low, the thyroid stimulating hormone gets high. So, Let's say one year, the first year you go get your thyroid checked, your thyroid stimulating hormone is at 1.25. That's still within normal. They may not feel a need to check your other thyroid hormones. The next year you go and you insist you want your thyroid hormones checked, it is 2.25. It's still within the normal range and significantly normal if if i, I want to say a range of 1. Point, let's say 0.9 to 4.45 is your lab range you're still well within the range but the second year you're 2.25 then the third year you, now you're 3. Point, let's say 2.5 or 3.5 it's still within the range but can you see how it's trending the thyroid stimulating hormone it's getting higher and it's stimulating the gland a little more. So that trend should tell you something is happening to your thyroid that the brain is wanting to stimulate it more and more. Is it beginning to fail? Is it not having enough of the iodine or zinc and vitamin A to uh, kind of uh, put out its action? Something is going on that is creating this steady increase in the TSH. And a lot of times we miss that part. Let's say you're one of those educated patients who's been listening to Holistic Icons podcast and decides, you know what, tells your doctor, I do want the whole thyroid panel done. What would you be asking for? And a lot of times doctors will say whole thyroid panel and the lab does have a thyroid panel. You're asking for the TSH, which is the thyroid stimulating hormone, which comes from the pituitary, You're asking for the T3 and T4. Now, T3 and T4 are hormones that are produced by the thyroid gland, but the minute they get produced, they get bound by a protein to make it, um, what can I say, It's it's not free to act. Because if it's free to act, it's going to act in the area of the thyroid. It has to go out to the periphery into the cells of the other organs in order for the thyroid to work. So it gets bound by this globulin and gets transported. The thyroid binding globulin gets transported to different parts of the body. Now, when there's too much um, um, or there's a reduction in the production of the globulin or there's too much of the globulin, you don't have enough of the free hormones. So, we do recommend checking the free thyroid hormones, which will be free T4 and free T3. And a lot of times, if you see that uh, the thyroid uptake is another study which we ask to get if you feel like the liver is not producing the globulin or if there's a problem with the liver. And if the uptake is affected, then it, it denotes that's a liver dysfunction. There's another thyroid test which we recommend, which is called the reverse T3. Reverse T3 is like the mirror image of. T3. It's like if I showed you a letter, like for me, the board behind me looks like it's backward, but I'm sure you're able to read the board correctly. But when I'm looking at the camera, it looks like it's written backward. The reason the uh, reverse T3 comes on or it gets higher is when the amount of thyroid produced by the gland is a little too much. So it's a check valve. It's a check Mechanism saying, hey, we have too much thyroid, let's inactivate it permanently. So the reverse 3-3 goes up under two conditions in general. One is when there's too much thyroid hormone being produced, and the other is when there's a lot of inflammation. So really to uh, tell you the thyroid tests that need to be done if you're exclusively checking your thyroid is the TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone from the brain total T3, T4, which is the total amount of hormones produced by the thyroid, the free T3, T4, the reverse T3, which is the mirror image of the active hormone T3, and the thyroid uptake, which gives you the um, function of the liver, which produces the protein that binds on to the thyroid hormone. So as you can see, uh, that's the basis of thyroid testing. Now, as far as... um, The other tests that are concerned, do I do antibody testing the minute somebody comes to see me? That's a very big question. A lot of people are encouraged to ask about um, antibodies. Do I have Hashimoto's? Because we do believe greater than 60% of the patients who have low thyroid have an immune problem, not a thyroid problem. So the thyroid is actually swollen when it's attacked by its own body. And that's the Hashimoto's. And when you suspect somebody has a low thyroid, I think it's very prudent to check their antibodies. The antibodies that we ask for as anti-TPO or anti-thyroglobulin antibody against the protein and against the enzyme that converts the iodide to iodine so it can be combined with the um, tyrosine to form the thyroid hormones. Now we also look for, sometimes very rarely, the thyroid stimulating hormone receptor antibody. Is like where the TSH connects to the thyroid, is there something blocking it? Or in case of high thyroid, we look for antibodies called thyroid stimulating antibody. Is it pretending to be the thyroid stimulating hormone and overstimulating the thyroid gland? That's what we see in Graves' disease, which is the hyper or high uh, uh, over-functioning thyroid glands. So those are the antibodies we look for. So once again, we have thyroid hormones specifically, then we have antibodies against the thyroid. Now, really what is important is when you do your thyroid test on a yearly basis, are you staying in the same range or is it getting higher or lower? It's the direction in which the lab goes. And this is where there's a lot of confusion where sometimes people say, you know, I've always had a lot normal thyroid, but when I look at their trend, they had normal thyroid for the last three years and now they are hypo. But in the last three years, it has been trending towards hypo. It may have been in the normal range, but it's trending towards a low thyroid function. So the trend is very important. To give you an analogy, because so it stays in your head, is when you have a child uh, and your home is in front of a busy street, you have a back door, you have a front door, you see the child looking towards the front door, you know it's going to make have uh, its way down the front door to play, when do you stop this child, a two-year-old, when it hits the front door, when it's in the middle of the busy road, usually when you know the child is looking towards the front door. And that's how I look at lab tests. The lab test in and of itself may not give you a lot of information, but the trending is very important first year your blood sugar is 80, the second year it is 86, the third year it's 99, you're headed in the wrong direction. Similarly with the TSH it starts off with 1.25, you have 2.20 and then you're at 3.45, you're still within the normal range but you are heading in the wrong direction saying that the body needs more thyroid hormones. So that's going to be very important to look at the trend of or the direction in which the thyroid hormones are headed. Now, let's say all of your thyroid hormones are normal, except that you have a very high reverse T3. What we look for, is there something in the thyroid that's producing too much of the thyroid gland that the body's inactivating it? Or do you have a lot of inflammatory markers? And inflammatory markers, we look for very specific inflammatory markers. Is there inflammation? And remember, in my past podcast, I've explained that thyroid gets activated in the liver and the kidney. So if you, a liver, kidney, and in the gut, as well as in the brain, there are different enzymes in these areas that activate the thyroid. They're called deiodinases. The T4 is the inactive hormone. You remove one iodine, it becomes T3, and the T3 becomes the active hormone. So under conditions where you have inflammation, you look for inflammation in these areas, How do I know the liver is inflamed? If you have a very high ferritin. Ferritin is the iron storage, but when it gets really high, it tells me there's a fatty liver. So if you have a very high ferritin, the chances are you are not converting your thyroid into the active hormone. So that's extremely important to look for. Then you look for something called the high-sensitive C-reactive protein or HSCRP. Remember for CRP for crap. So it is a high sensitive protein, which is seen with inflammation, and it can indicate in women under a certain number, a higher incidence for heart disease or a higher incidence for autoimmune disorders. Then there's something called myeloperoxidase, which I consider the bleach of the body, and it is produced by the white cells. And I see this a lot of times when there's underlying Epstein-Barr virus. So again, if I see myeloperoxidase, I'm looking for any underlying viral infections. And there's a non-specific inflammatory marker called fibrinogen. And when I see fibrinogen, usually it's again, a lot of inflammation, allergies, or it gives me an idea that your immune system is a little hyperactive. That's why we look for these specific inflammatory markers. There's um, another one called homocysteine. Homocysteine. Is the uh, breakdown of the or the conversion of the amino acid which requires uh, B12? It should become methionine. Methionine helps with DNA damage repair as well as neurotransmitters production. And if that there is an hindrance there, either because you don't have enough of the B12 or you don't have the capacity to activate the B12, it's called the methylation. Then you have an increased homocysteine. Now, I want to give you a, a little word of caution on the ferritin, which is the fatty liver. If you are a menstruating woman, which usually you know, your thyroid begins to fail soon after pregnancy, a lot of times it's the late 20s, 30s, or 40s, you will find if you're a menstruating woman, Ferritin may not be a good mark of inflammation because, as you, uh, if you have heavy periods, you may not have enough of iron stores. But in general, I think everybody gets that we, you, you cannot just check um, TSH and um, T4 and say you're normal if somebody has all of the symptoms of. Um, um, thyroid. Now, as far as antibodies go, you should have no antibodies. Less than 35 is the TPO is what we like to see. Um, and um, you really don't want to have any of the antibodies uh, present. Um, and it'll. every lab has its own range, but the most commonly is less than 35. Now, um, once you've done the thyroid, you've done the antibodies, you're looking for the inflammatory markers. The other things that give me, like when you go, if you're going to only a conventional doctor, the way you know your thyroid is probably not working is when you do your cholesterol profile, if the LDL alone gets high. So every year you go to the doctor, your cholesterol is like, say, 180 within the normal range, or maybe 150, 160, 180, but your LDL alone climbs up. LDL is the lousy cholesterol. HDL is the healthy cholesterol. So low-density lipoprotein. It starts climbing alone. You do need to look out for your TSH, T3, T4, and do the full thyroid panel to catch thyroid dysfunction early. Um, we do recommend a complete lipoprotein panel, which means all of the proteins and the cholesterol, so the fat and the protein, because if that's not there A lot of times, you know what, you probably are missing underlying vascular um, issues. And thyroid is implicated a lot of times in vascular issues. When you have, remember, low thyroid, and a lot of times the thyroid is connected to your other hormones, you potentially have some insulin resistance. When you have insulin resistance, you potentially have lipoprotein dysfunction. So, let's getting back to the other test that we would do, we will do a complete test. Uh, cholesterol panel. We also look for all of the raw materials that is required for the production of the thyroid hormone like iodide levels, selenium levels, zinc, magnesium, B-complex, and vitamin A. If you are not checking all of this, a lot of times you're going to miss the exact reason why your thyroid is not functioning. So it's not simply about um, checking TSH and T4 and continuing to gain weight, continuing to have fatigue and saying, you know what, my thyroid tests are normal, but I have all of the symptoms because you're not checking all of these does everybody need these uh, tests? I don't do it as a regular routine screening test. I do it on patients who come to me with a certain complaint, especially if they have fatigue, then I'm looking for mitochondrial dysfunction, thyroid dysfunction, insulin resistance. Like I said, if there's any hormone that you anybody needs to get uh, addressed and fixed, that would be insulin resistance. So uh, looking for that is extremely important. Remember I said the thyroid works um, through getting the uh, liver and the gut. Um, if, If both these areas are normal, your thyroid potentially can be normal. And so doing your stool test is also very important. Is there inflammation of the gut lining? Do you have parasites that you should not be having? Do you have any abnormal bacteria? The balance of the good to bad has shifted. Is there a lot of uh, food sensitivities that you're checking, particularly to milk, eggs, and soy products, and gluten? Those are the things you really want to identify through stool testing, through saliva testing, or food testing. And again, um Like I said, in the past, uh, people would come and say, I'm going to ask my doctor to do it. But if your doctor doesn't know how to interpret this or do the right kind of testing, it's probably going to be useless. So you really want to go to a functional medical doctor who can put this test along with your story into uh, a plan for you and actually tell you, hey, these are the reasons why you have these problems. Because... I I know I do these elaborate tests and some of my patients take their blood tests to their regular doctors and their regular doctors tell them, why do you do all these extensive tests? It's, It's of no use. It is of use because it tells you where exactly your problem is. What is the root cause of your problem? Is it inflammation? Is the inflammation coming from poor gut bacteria or is the inflammation coming from a fatty liver? Is the inflammation coming from a lack of your vitamin or the right kind of vitamin? Or do you have a genetic trait that is not allowing you to process the vitamin. Once you answer these questions, treating the thyroid becomes like a multiple um, approach, multiple forks that you're putting to um, resolve the thyroid dysfunction rather than just giving levothyroxine. And we will talk about the treatments at some point. I just have to be very careful, and there is a disclaimer. I'm not treating anybody. I'm just giving you information. In fact, I'm giving you information that is on in our, in my book called Transform the Thyroid, which helps you understand to ask for the right questions when you go to see your doctor. But again, like I said, unless you have a functional medical. A provider, interpreting these labs and actually telling the story of the patient becomes a very um, difficult um, uh, endeavor for the physician and for the patient because you do all of these tests and your uh, doctor says, no, everything is fine. It's not a big deal. You First of all, you get disappointed because you think it's all in your head and that the, the doctor is very frustrated because you've now done all these tests and there was nothing new added to your treatment or to your well-being. So make sure you go to the right people with the right test so you understand this test means this is what needs to be um, addressed and this is what needs to be fixed. Um, So not only are you checking the thyroid, you're checking anything that's attacking the the thyroid, you're checking the raw materials needed for the thyroid, you're checking the uh, parts of the body that activate the thyroid like the liver, the kidney, and the gut. Now, if there are any questions, I'll be happy to answer them. But otherwise, I think I am going to wrap this session because uh, pretty much the testing of the thyroid is very um, specific. Um, And if you're really looking to help somebody with a thyroid dysfunction, and who are those people? People who have extreme fatigue, who have weight gain, who have probably infertility, who have depression and anxiety, Um, who have chronic digestive issues. Like I said, the thyroid affects every cell in your body. Now, there are other testing that we do for the thyroid. Remember, this is the function of the thyroid we're looking for. The structure of the thyroid becomes important. Do you have nodules? Do you have single nodules? Do you have multiple nodules? Those are the things that we look for when we find a swelling. And like I said, if you can actually see your thyroid when you're swallowing, you can actually see the butterfly-shaped gland or one part of the gland, then the thyroid is already swollen two and a half times normal. And this is one of the reasons why people find swallowing, have swallowing difficulties or changing their voices. There's a, um, a physical compression, a mechanical compression. And if that's the case, we do the ultrasound, we try to see if there's one particular area of the thyroid that's hyperactive, or is it the whole thyroid that's inflamed? And a lot of times, ultrasound can pick up potential Hashimoto's. It definitely picks up graves, it does pick up nodules. I have to tell you, and I've mentioned this before, but I will re-emphasize, when you have a nodule, it does not mean you it's going to be cancer. A nodule is like a mass or a lump in any other areas, but in the thyroid, it's called a nodule because it's a gland. It just means that area of the thyroid for some reason is overactive, and it could it be because you have a deficiency of your uh, vitamins and minerals, or um, is there an antibody against the thyroid that's causing it to swell up. So again, look for the root cause rather than just removing the thyroid, because once you remove the thyroid, let me tell you, no matter what medications you take, it's a constant battle trying to adjust for your well-being. It has to be, your thyroid tests have to be checked, but if you go to a traditional or conventional medical doctor's or endocrinologist's office, they do not like to check these very frequently. They tell you to check it maybe just once a year, which may not be enough. Remember if you don't feel well, get tested. Go to the right physician to get it tested. Trying to see somebody who's been trained through the conventional method, um, who just treats symptoms or just teach labs do not necessarily resolve your problem. You want to help someone with, uh, you want to go with go to someone who can actually help to get to the root cause and show you how to transform these organs, whether it be your gut, whether it be your liver, whether it be uh, identifying the Epstein-Barr virus and treating it, whether it be the swelling of the gland and trying to reduce the swelling. Um, And a lot of times when they do biopsy, they just say equivocal or atypical cells. At the same time, they try to recommend um, a removal of the thyroid. And this is A sincere advice I give to those of you who have a swollen thyroid, a lot of times removal of the thyroid can, even though we have medications that help us, doesn't allow you to feel normal. Almost, I would say 96% of the nodules present in the thyroid are benign. That means they are not cancer. And in fact, even if they are atypical, you can actually reverse it if you can get to the root cause of why the thyroid is dysfunctioning. So the thyroid, remember, is the canary in the coal mine. When it dysfunction, our job is not to just give you a thyroid medicine or, you know, give you uh, stuff to get the thyroid working or remove the thyroid. It should be, what is the root cause? Is there inflammation in the liver? Is there inflammation in the gut? Are there antibodies against the thyroid? Is that because of a viral infection? You have to ask these questions, put together a plan, and always address non-invasive methods before you just handle a prescription or get your thyroid removed. I hope that information is helpful. I don't see any questions. I do see the two comments here. Um, so I am going to wrap up. I think I have summarized it. And once again, if you want... Further information on the test, we have a, have it listed in our book, uh, Transform Your Thyroid. You can get it on Kindle. It's at 99 cents. And the food uh, recommendations for the thyroid, the dietary part is um, Marina has written a book called uh, Big Brain, Small Belly. And that will give you all the recipes which we discuss with our uh, clients in our practice to help them uh, revamp their gut health. And a lot of times if you're very sick, I would really recommend working with a functional medical doctor so you can get your um, gut repaired, your liver repaired before you know what is the right kind of medications or the right kind of diet for you. So once again, thank you very much guys for those of you who joined us this afternoon. I'm Dr. Chalam, founder of Holistic and Integrative Center of Novice, the best place for you to find your best doctor and that will always be you. Take care, and we will meet again next week. Thank you for joining us on the Holistic Icon Podcast. Subscribe for the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or visit HolisticIcon.com to listen to past episodes. Want to take control of your health and live a life of wellness? Dr. Chellen's best-selling book, Transform Your Thyroid, teaches you how to overcome fatigue, depression, weight gain, and more, and is available on Amazon.com.